5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Getting you home on this uh, Tuesday. It's a tough time of year because I stay up late watching these football games, and I like to be in bed at a relatively early hour. Ben, I'm oh, old. I know, I know. I'm up at a relatively, well, extremely early hour actually, and uh, I got to the third quarter last night. Thankfully, nothing epic happened. Oh, yeah, it was about done by halftime, so... I, it, it was virtually done at halftime. Oh, yeah. So, I, I... Obviously, I mean, you don't put an asterisk beside it. Alabama is just fabulous, right? Probably one of the greatest offenses we've seen in recent memory. I think so. And it was... It didn't have everybody on the roster. Yeah. You know, Jalen Waddles out there literally waddling. <laughs> kind of kind of limping around. Yeah. Uh, ben Byram across the way from the uh, Blue Duck Studios. Hello to uh, Ben Byram uh, yonder way. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Boy, Joe Dooley wanted to get back <laughs> to a regular kind of uh, start, you know, where they were going to have a basketball game during the week instead of going a week in between games. Well, guess what? Ain't happening this week. A little streak hasn't been broken yet. Announced around uh, noon 30 today, the Pirate basketball uh, game at Cincinnati postponed because of COVID issues. Absolutely horrendous. Yes, COVID issues within the Cincinnati Bearcats. When I, I was behind the wheel of a, a vehicle, and one I'm unfamiliar with, so I, I really couldn't other than just a glance and I, and I do mean officer a glance to see this thing has been postponed. And we immediately jumped our uh, social media team, that's Ben, by the way, into action. <laughs> at least at this occasion it was Ben. And Papers were flying. The office was all yeah, over the place. And I said, Ben, you got to handle this. I, I can't pull off the road to yeah. do this. I gotta, you got to handle it. So Ben handled it. But later reading it was within Cincinnati. In a way, I was relieved that the COVID issues had not grown within the ECU program. Yeah. So that was a really, that is one thing I guess of you know of course you have the game against Wichita postponed because of Wichita's issues. Then you had that kind of period of time where you didn't have a game. And that's when apparently all the ECU covid issues were going on. Uh, so they will be certainly itching to get back on the floor Saturday now at home as they'll uh, host Temple, but uh, the game against Cincinnati postponed no date has been announced. As a result, because the game was going to be played at 5 o'clock, uh, we'll have a show tomorrow. We were not going to be on because there was not going to be a room for us to, to be on. Do it live. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow live. Absolutely. 
So uh, more on that coming up, including uh, some of Joe Dooley's statements in our Pirate Report. Uh, we might have a little bow time giveaway for you. So stand by for that, quite possibly coming up. Uh, a little bow time coming up, Ben. A little, little bow jangles. Let's do it. Risk it for the biscuit. That'll be coming up. Uh, so uh, stand by for that. A gift card from uh, our friends at Bojangles if uh, if your ex-caller to uh, call in. And maybe you'll ask us a question. Boy, There's I, already people calling. They don't listen. I noticed that. I noticed <laughs> that. Um, and it's 252-561-GAME when you do 252-561-4263. Boy, uh, Alabama, and, and I talked to some Alabama media and fans. You know, our good friend Dimitri Ravanos, my guy Landon Minji's here in town, Minji's Bottling Group. Uh, of course, they're great supporters of the Pirates, and you probably will not find a bigger ECU football fan than Landon. But uh, they also, his, his dad and brother are also big you know, Alabama fans. Well, we always got that other team. Everybody's got the other team they kind of pull for. So. so they were at the game last night in Miami. And uh, wow. I was texting with Landon a little bit, and uh, we were talking about and then a couple other Bama fans. That no one knows, so I'm not going to call their names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some dude from LaGrange. But point is, every Bama person that I talk to and then every Bama person that I sort of, that covers, has covered the team in some way that I corresponded with, said that's the best they've played all season. Quite obviously, it was in the first half. And Brett McMurphy was kind of spot on. Did McMurphy, was McMurphy the one yesterday? Got a lot of great feedback to McMurphy on yesterday. He was really good. Uh, did Brett McMurphy say that they kind of had, you know, gone where they had had all these points that they put on in the first and then really in the second half they were just they were up so big usually that they were just playing in the second in other words they weren't pressing the accelerator they were trying to be on cruise control yeah kind of get out of the game certainly i i've the game felt over at halftime then there was that drive that went half the third quarter and to ohio state's credit they answered back made it a yeah made it a game in the sense that it's a two-score game and if you're within two scores, you're always within, you know, contact. That's why the two-score thing is so important. Well, it quickly went back up to three scores <laughs> after that. I mean, it was it was not a great day for uh, for Ohio State. And, and the thing is this, and I'll, I'll say this as a just a thought here. They probably would not have thumped Clemson like that. I think that would have been a more interesting matchup, yeah, potentially, because mainly – I really think Fields, I don't know what was revealed, but I think Fields was, they kind of mummified him last night with the padding to try to, he was not 100%. I think that, oh, was, yeah. that was quite evident. But I think if you have Trevor Lawrence and what, and our guy Cordell Powell and, and Clemson, that maybe is a more compelling matchup. I, I also thought it was interesting what Brett Murphy said yesterday. It looked like Ohio State had put all of their eggs emotionally in the Clemson basket when the brackets were announced. And, I was thinking about that. And beating Clemson probably was an exercising of a, a demon for them. This is a kind of a youngish Ohio State team. And now they've got to, to kind of match that energy and emotion level. That's hard to do. And for all of the failings and complaints people have about Nick Saban, there is a very business-like approach to how Alabama does their, their work. Oh, yeah. And emotionally while they stay invested and while they become invested, and I'm sure there's times throughout the course of the year where they're not invested as much emotionally, they have kind of a nice even keel approach so they never get too emotional. 
They might be a little flat occasionally, but the talent usually in the games they're flat for probably is still overwhelming whoever they're playing. But you never see an Alabama team lose its composure and be too emotional or too tight. Perfect example is Devontae Smith. I mean, that's a guy that's got every right to trash talk every player yeah. on the Ohio State defense, and it was just like every time he scored, it was like he'd been there before. Oh, well, Not a lot of celebrating or anything He like was there that. quite a lot. Yeah, he was there quite a, quite a few and, times. And, so. I, and I really, really do think he made Mac Jones some money last night. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones is probably going to be a first-rounder now when many speculated he might be a second-rounder. Yeah, you know, and, and our guys, Jim Zoki said this last night on Twitter, and Zokes mentioned this on the show when he would visit with us during the season. You have the kid out in North Dakota State or whatever has not played a game this year. I still don't know who he is. And he's going, that's why I called him the kid at North yeah. Dakota State, <laughs> and he's going to be a, a projected, and then you have Mac Jones, who I'm not saying is necessarily maybe a first-round talent, although, I mean, he had a prolific season. Yeah. But wouldn't you right now, if you were considering picking in that area of the I mean the first two fields Lawrence first obviously obvi as the uh, kids like to say but when you start getting into other guys and you get down to this kid from North Dakota State why not I mean, why, why wouldn't you now they're going to do their due diligence but why wouldn't you consider the Alabama quarterback I mean why wouldn't you yeah I mean he's he's played the best he's beat the best and this kid from North Dakota, I don't even think he's played yet. So, he has not. I mean, he didn't play this I ball. would think Mac Jones would be the safer bet. I would think so, too. But, I mean, when you're getting to that point in the draft, you know, do you – or is Mac Jones a later in the draft guy? And then this kid could also be a later in the draft guy from North Dakota State. We'll get his name so we're not calling him the kid from North Dakota State. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Well, he's got a, he's got a marquee name, doesn't he? <laughs> Trey Lance. Trey Lance, that's a marquee name. Uh, let's see here. Uh, another note that – Happened right before we went on. Uh, our friends over at Pitt Community College have announced that they're not going to have a basketball season or a volleyball season. Those are both indoor sports. Uh, so they have decided to cancel those. You hate it for those kids over there uh, in both of those sports. And they do a fine job of, uh, of athletics. I, nothing announced with any of the, which I guess would be baseball in the spring here. Nothing announced with that. But uh, basketball and volleyball at Pitt Community uh, College will not be taking place this year. That was uh, put out. That statement was uh, just a little bit ago. Ratings out for the NFL Wild Card uh, weekend. Uh, they were down. The Super Wild Card not so super. We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because when we got McMurphy booked, we had to get him right at five, and then uh, we had the deal where we were going to talk to Sean Brace anyway. Um, and we wanted to have him on because he's always so much fun to talk to. So we really didn't get a chance to wedge this. We, you know, we got a lot of stuff in, but I kind of felt like, you know, I watched the game Saturday. I think you and I might have talked about this off the air. And that was just like a full day of, I didn't watch every minute of every game, but I mean, you, I was basically watching football Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday it was like, I got to do this again. If I want to watch all the yeah, Sunday was, just, was brutal for sure. Well, And the games were not as good. They were not as compelling. Yeah. And they just, it was like, you know, so maybe six is too many. The triple header's great. Maybe six is just too yeah, many. Yeah, well, we're know. having, we're considering Nick broadcasts and stuff like that. I mean, well, to spread it out a little so bit. So everybody was very excited about the Nickelodeon. We didn't talk about that very much. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was, for what it was, it was fine. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Had a great moment. But they were talking about, yes, it did. It, it, they got they got some words you normally Immediately not texted used. you about. Yes, that. you did. They, they, they have they had words not normally heard on Nickelodeon used on Nickelodeon, but that's the case when you have a 
And what was funny, it was to hear the announcement. Oh, my. It, so, it was fitting because it was immediately after a very strange Cordy B impression yeah, for some reason. Yeah. I had fitting. The, I had was flipping back and forth, so I had to go back and rewind yeah. it. <laughs> and I, I kept texting. I said, where is this? When did this happen? Because, again, I wasn't watching every single second of, of either one, but it was after a penalty. And I, I caught the tail end of the Cardi B deal, which I don't know if that was a good impression or not because I've never heard Cardi B speak it wasn't, in my life. It wasn't, it was not, to be okay. honest, but she's right. a kid. so I'll... Okay, that's fine. But uh, the wild card number's down. Uh, let's see here. Bears Saints led the NFL's expanded six-game wild card weekend slate with an estimate of uh, 30.65 million viewers across CBS, CBS All Access, which I guess is like their streaming service, right? And Nickelodeon, but it was down 15% in the ratings and 13% in the viewership from the same window last year, which was Seahawks-Eagles. So that makes sense because the Seahawks, even though they're all the way up there in the Pacific Northwest, they have, they've won a Super Bowl, they have uh, Wilson, they have a marquee name as far as their quarterback goes. Big fan base. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like a huge media market, but I'm just saying, you know, they've got They've got uh, kind of an identifiable player. The Eagles come from the big media market, so it would make sense that that was, and that last year was over thirty-five million. Uh, but it was down from thirty-five point eight nine million in two thousand nineteen. Eagles Bears, those games aired on NBC. Uh, CBS averaged twenty-eight point five nine million. Nickelodeon two point one million, and Nickelodeon was up two hundred forty-five percent from the comparable window last year a four-year high i can't imagine anything would have done ever done numbers like that on nickelodeon but who knows <laughs> but uh point is i think that's that's record territory. so that from that standpoint you will see more of these games on uh, nickelodeon i would think geared towards kids based on that number now they were there were some touting it was going to be three or four million but that is that is not there. Uh, I'm scrolling through the article here. The tweet was much more succinct, and I, I like a dummy clicked on the article to read it, and never got a chance to to other than skimming through it read it. Uh, the ESPN uh, ABC side of things: ABC, ESPN, ESPN two, and Freeform, which is like a teenage uh, channel, right? That's where they show I think all the it used teenage to be ABC dramas. Family, yeah, but now it's they call it Freeform. Yeah. So it's that kind of programming that's on there. Uh, that drew less than $25 million. That was the early game on Sunday, which I did not watch other than the last few minutes. Uh, down 18%, uh, and way down, actually, from last year's Vikings-Saints game on Fox at the same time. Uh, NBC averaged uh, just under $25 million for the Browns-Steelers uh, on uh, Sunday night. Uh, they averaged $21.37 million and 11.5 average for Tampa and Washington on Saturday night. I thought that would have done a little better number. That seemed that was a good game. Brady was playing in it. The Washington football team was involved. Uh, but that was down almost $10 million, actually over $10 million. Well, maybe that's why, because the Washington football team's involved. Maybe. But if that was down 32% from last year on CBS. Bup, 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 bup. Point is, the numbers were down. Now, I know Al Michaels and others are all down there say uh, the, the NFL numbers are down. They've fallen from number one to number one. <laughs> I mean, there's still, you know, yeah. audiences, television networks and programs would love to have half of the audience of some of these games. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
But that's got to be that, – that, that just to me is interesting that the numbers were down. And I don't know. I don't know if it was football overload. I don't know if it was too much. But uh, they were down. All right. 252-561 game. What caller you want to do? Let's do caller uh, seven. Is that good for you? Yep. Lucky number seven. All right. Lucky number seven. We're going to go to break. We'll have a pirate report. If you want to ask uh, Ben or myself a question, you could do that. That's not a, re- a requisite for you to be the winner. But we'll let you do that if uh, you want to. Uh, you could call. And uh, if not, that's fine. Uh, caller seven at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. What do you win? A gift card from Bojangles. Great stuff there. So your chance to be a winner. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, take uh, you as caller seven now as we go to break. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. A timeout. Uh, back with more here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We are going to talk some hockey today with our pal Brian LeBlanc from Kane's Country. And that really is because we thought this was going to be our final show before our midweek break. But uh, in case you missed it, the ECU game against Cincinnati tomorrow has been postponed. So no Pirate uh, basketball tomorrow. We'll be back here. Uh, LeBlanc later on. Pirate report when we return. And Caller 7, you'll be a winner next. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Dominique Wilkins, happy birthday to him, 61 today. Washingtonian, NBA Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer, Naismith Hall of Famer. All-time great dunker. No, great dunker, played at Georgia. Uh, His alma mater will play Kinston on Thursday. Big basketball matchup there between those two. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Our uh, Caller 7 winner was Brandon from Hamilton, which is in Martin County, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Brandon, how are you? Hey, sir. How's it going? Good, buddy. Fine. Congratulations. You're the winner of the Bojangles. Awesome. Thank you very much. What's life like in Hamilton? <laughs> very dull. Not very many people here. I'd probably say maybe two, 300. Yeah. Okay. It's right along yep. the Roanoke River, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, sir. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. I've been, yes, uh, I might have been there before, maybe. They got like fox pins or something out there. What? Yeah, they got. Are like, you being serious? Yeah, I'm so you're mocking our our caller. Look, Brandon knows. Do they have fox <laughs> pins? Is this true? Yes, sir. It's on Highway 11. Got the fox pin. Yep. What is, See, is that? A, is that an establishment? That. What is that? You drive. You could drive by it. Is it like a yeah. actual a, a pin where there are foxes? Yeah, they they hunt foxes yeah. in there. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, is that? Do you run the fox pin? Is that what you do for a living there? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I'm actually working at the Wim- I work at the Williamson Police Department. Oh, well, bless your heart for that, man. Thank you for what you do with <laughs> yes, that. Sir. Um, hey, yes, sir. I whether you're in Williamson or somewhere else, that's uh, it's a tough gig. Uh, anything yes, you want to ask us here? Uh, we, we've asked you and, and um, have asked you a ton of questions here. Anything you want to ask us uh, before you uh, before you go? Anything you want to um, know? <laughs> anything at all? Sports, whatever. Life, whatever. You can even ask Ben a question. I, I would say tread lightly if you do, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I mean, who do you think? Um, it's kind of all. I'm a Panthers fan, so um, who do you think is going to be the quarterback for the Panthers next year? 
Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater's in the mix. Right. And I think um, somebody that they do not currently have on the roster. And who that person yeah. is, I do not know. But yes, I, I think yeah. those are the two that are going to be competing ultimately for the job. Now, does that mean they're going to no, draft a quarterback? I don't know. It doesn't right. seem like they are, but Bridgewater was really not very good near the now. And I understand there was the, the he's hurt situation. He wasn't the same the last few weeks, six, seven weeks, whatever it was, after the Tampa Bay, or at least after in the second half on of the Tampa Bay game. Right. But, I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, and I understand McCaffrey didn't play all year. Maybe that has a little, but they still put up some fairly decent numbers. He had some guys that were productive that he was throwing the ball to and guys that were productive as far as, you know, yards from scrimmage. Well, they have like four guys with 1,000. Four, yep, 4,000-yard all-purpose yard guys. Yeah, so. and I mean, that's – everybody seems to like the offensive coordinator, at least when you talk to people around the league or read things from – Want to make him a head coach. Well, some some do. Or, yeah, there's there's been some consideration for that. So, to me, it would seem like a good – and we talked about this with Zoki this year. I don't know if you caught this. The number's not so outrageous that you can't draft a quarterback and have Bridgewater bring him along. Uh, and you've only got a couple more years of Bridgewater. It's not like the money's going to really, really hurt you. Ben, do you have anything to add to this? I'm just kind of interested in who Brandon likes in the draft in terms of quarterbacks. Who what you would you want to spot? see them do, Brandon? What would be if you if you were picking the eighth spot? You may not you know may not know enough to name a person, but right. if you were drafting a position, or maybe you do have somebody in mind. In, in ideal world, you draft a gate. Who do you draft? In an ideal world, he probably was not going to fall this far, but Devonte Smith. So. Oh yeah, well he he would be good at number eight, wouldn't he? Yeah, there was some discussion probably about wouldn't. that last night. He's not falling that far, I don't think. Yeah, definitely not. But now, in an ideal world, that would be great. He was great last night, wasn't he? Yes. He was unbelievable. Uh, Hey, congratulations, Brandon. Thank you for what you do. Uh, Stay safe out there. And uh, we'll uh, appreciate you listening. Enjoy the Bojangles. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate y'all. Take care, buddy. There he goes. Officer Brandon from Hamilton. And he's a Panthers fan. I like it. That's a good guy. Nice guy. Appreciate him listening. Uh, This is a Raji Harris did I say Raji Harris? Najee. Najee. Najee Harris. I knew I was going to say Raji here. This is a Najee Go Harris. Ahead, yes, this is a Najee Harris quote. Uh, this is, uh, they did post Zoom, and this was from last night because he was still in uniform. For some reason, they made everybody stay there to do the press conferences again today. Go ahead and send them back last night. Why do you want them hanging around South Florida? Especially no all sense. this COVID oh, stuff that's no going sense. on. Send yeah. them back home. But this is uh, Najee Harris uh, asked a particular question about Ohio State's defense after the game because he didn't have the greatest night ever. But this, I just love the answer to this question. Hit it, Ben. Najee, Ohio State has a really good front. How are you able to expose those holes so effortlessly? Effortlessly? You didn't see what they were doing? They were blowing <laughs> my eyes up. What are you talking about? It wasn't effortlessly. I'll tell you what. Them do they they did their thing, bro. To be honest with you, it was just you know they what they did is every time we did a play action, they just shot the gaps, shot the gaps. The linebackers and um, we got a couple of them to play a lot of the fakes. That's why we were able to throw so much bubbles and the slants and all that. But bro, them they was blowing my ass up. You tripping? <laughs> <laughs> He's right though. He's he right. Was right. Oh, that was good. That was funny. 
What a great answer to to that question. He was tripping. He was tripping. Uh, all right, ready for a pirate report, Ben? Why not? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. In the papers ready. Yeah, I am. Uh, let's see here. The pirate basketball game tomorrow against Cincinnati postponed. We have uh, told you that at the beginning of the show and continue to tell you that. Uh, no basketball tomorrow for the Pirates because of COVID issues, which means for the third week, they will go uh, a full week before they play a game. So coming off the holiday break, playing a week later, now playing a week later. And I know they wanted to play that middle-of-the-week game just to try to get back into some kind of rhythm, some kind, some kind of routine. Maybe start to shoot the ball better. Uh, Joe Dooley's show from last night. You heard it here on 94.3 The Game. He was asked about Tristan Newton. Tristan practiced on this afternoon. He practiced for about an hour, just under an hour, and uh, we'll try to get him in a little bit more tomorrow. We won't go very long tomorrow morning before we leave, but we'll hopefully we'll get him reacclimated. It's uh, it's going to take him a little bit while to get back in shape, and uh, but he, he looked pretty good today, did some good things, looked a little rusty, but that's that's part of it, and, and uh, we'll try to get him back in the rotation as quick as possible once he's once he's back in shape. I think they need him very badly. That's evident by the last two games. Oh, yeah. They, need, he some, does, they need some kind of shooting. He does a lot of little things, and that's very obvious. Plays great defense, too. Derek uh, Kwanza, the uh, center we uh, reported a while back when it was announced that he's entered the transfer portal. So ECU will look to the transfer portal to uh, replace him. They'll be looking for a big, according to Coach. Yeah, Derek had some things he's got to take care of, and uh, you know what we'll do is we'll look to probably recruit another big here in the spring. Uh, you know, the, um, We'll probably look at the grad transfer market, which we can finally probably do this year. We'll look at the transfer market. I think it's going to be uh, you know, an interesting um, you know, spring with all, the, with all these things going on, but uh, you know, he's a good kid. Hopefully he gets everything taken care of. They, that, they had also moved a lot of kind of heaven and earth to get him in. There were a lot of things they were doing to make sure he got in, if I recall correctly, and it's unfortunate it didn't work out. Good luck to him. Uh, how does it feel, or how does Coach feel about the uh, the development of his uh, interior guys so far? We, we need to we need to pick it up with uh, we, I mean I think they've done some good things they haven't produced in games like I like we would like obviously uh, we need to get where they're more serviceable uh, I do think on the defensive end they've been fine uh, we need to get it on the offensive end even if they're not scoring a bunch of points that they're getting other people open now they, they did a couple things like going back in the game uh, the other day I mean Charles had a couple really good screens that guys got open which which is a big factor if you're not scoring you need to help other guys score we need to get those guys more involved in those type of situations but uh, they, they need to keep working in practice like they have we need to keep getting better we need to keep working with them did you think uh, we, we talked about this yesterday Luigi did not play particularly I mean he fouled out in 11 minutes yeah not only that he looked lost when he played yeah. he was struggling mighty bad yeah this is Joe Dooley on that situation Luigi fouling out uh, in the game against South Florida on Saturday yeah I mean that's that's what we talked about I mean there was there was one that that was part of the run to start the second half now we get off to a good start um you know he's got three fouls I believe and then he gets an illegal screen where there was no reason to hip check the guy so those are the type of plays that 
take you out of a run and also put you in, in foul trouble. I believe, I'm sorry, that was his third foul. It was early in the, third, in the second half. But we're just running a little baseline deal. He really doesn't even have to screen the guy, and he hip checks the guy, and it's, a, it's his third foul. we got to take him out. But the, just as importantly, we lose possession of the ball when you've been in a little bit of an offensive rhythm. And those are things that we need to eliminate, and those are the types of turnovers that, that don't seem like they're big things, but they do because you had a little bit of an os- offensive rhythm. And then we've got uh, the development of center Edra Luster, according to Coach Dooley. Edra's really gotten better, uh, and, and we need to uh, – I think we've got a sample size on those other two, and I think as a staff we talked, we need to give Edra uh, an opportunity. I think he, he's, he's, he knows all of our stuff as well as anybody. He can, you know, he's on the scout team. He can run all of our stuff. He, he's got a very high basketball IQ, and uh, we might need to give him an opportunity. That's interesting. Coleman and Luigi not getting it done. I mean, something why, needs to be done. Well, shake it up a little bit. This conference too physical to not have yeah, any bigs. Got to have some bigs. All right, so great stuff uh, there. Pirate report today. ECU women's uh, basketball at home tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we uh, will get you uh, uh, ready now for what will be a pirate basketball game on Saturday. No matchup with Cincinnati tomorrow because the Bearcats have COVID issues. We'll be here at five rather than the game, and then we will uh, get you ready. For a nooner on Saturday, the Pirates and the Owls of Temple. Ben, you ready for uh, an update? I think you are. Uh, Brian LeBlanc coming up in a little bit. Right now, a uh, timeout. Actually, before the timeout, Ben Byram with uh, the update of what is happening uh, beyond the Pirate Nation and within the Pirate Nation. Uh, Right now, here's Ben with a 94-3 the game sports update. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barman here for your 94th of the game sports update. We start with Pirate Basketball's their game set for tomorrow night against Cincinnati. Has been called off due to COVID issues within the Bearcats program. The American Athletic Conference is looking for a date to reschedule that matchup. In the meantime, it gives Pirate guard Tristan Newton to recover. Time to recover and settle back in the Pirate starting lineup. ECU head coach Joe Dooley talked about the status of Newton's health after the guard tested positive for COVID-19 and had to miss two games. Tristan practiced some this afternoon. He practiced for about an hour, just under an hour, and uh, we'll try to get him in a little bit more tomorrow. We won't go very long tomorrow morning before we leave, but we'll hopefully we'll get him reacclimated. It's uh, it's going to take him a little bit while to get back in shape, and uh, but he, he looked pretty good today. Did some good things. Looked a little rusty, but that's that's part of it. And, and uh, we'll try to get him back in the rotation as quick as possible once he's once he's back in shape. Elsewhere in college shoots, Pitt Community College has canceled men's basketball, and women's volleyball for the 2021 season. 13th ring West Virginia has had to cancel their next three games due to COVID-19 issues, while 10th ring Tennessee. This matchup against Vanderbilt has been canceled also due to COVID issues within the Commodores program. Despite this, there's plenty of hoops scheduled to tip off the night. We start at 7 as we have the first matchup between two ranked opponents tonight between 7th ranked Michigan and 9th ranked Wisconsin. The Michigan Wolverines are favored in that matchup by three points with the over-under at 135. 20th ranked Virginia Tech hosts 19th ranked Duke. Vegas thinks that one will be close as the Blue Devils are favored by one with the over-under at 142. At 8th, 6th ranked Kansas Jayhawks travel to Oklahoma State. The Cowboys are the underdogs in that matchup by three and a half with the over-under at 145. And to wrap up the night at nine, UNC takes on Syracuse. The Tar Heels are favored in that one by four and a half with the over-under at 145 and a half. We have some local high school volleyball playoff action going on. The NCHS AAE 
playoffs. 4A East, South Central is a fifth seed and will host 12th ranked Heritage in round one. 3A East, D.H. Conley is a top seed and will host 16th ranked Terry Sanford. J.H. Rose is seeded 15th and will travel to second ranked Grace Creek. In the 2A East, Farmer Central is seeded second and was 15th ranked Midway. Aiden Griffin is seeded 13th and will travel to Carborough. Moving on, wrapping up from the NFL, Coach left tackle Anthony Costanza ra- retires after 10 seasons. The Seattle Seahawks on GM Jim Schneider to an extension through 2027. Ex-Atlanta head coach Dan Quinn signs as the next defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo will be without running back Zach Moss for the rest of the playoffs. And Raiders star running back Josh Jacobs won't face charges after a DUI. Bureau 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barman. When we return, some hockey with Kane Country's Brian LeBlanc after this quick timeout. Testing, testing. Is this thing live? Outkick with Clay Travis, the Dan Patrick Show, and Adam Gold, all right here. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Clay Travis, Dan Patrick, and Adam Gold. Hashtag lots of options. 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. You're looking at a big sports fan right here. And now, back to the P-Man. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. We didn't know when we originally lined this up that there was going to be a cancel or a postponement, not a cancellation, a postponement of the ECU basketball game. So we're, we're talking hockey on a Tuesday. Brian LeBlanc, Canes country. The Canes start their season on uh, Thursday. And since the NHL season is starting, we wanted to give it a little bit of a preview. And so we've brought on our longtime friend, Brian LeBlanc, who joins us uh, here. Now, you're not going to, like, nerd it up, are you? You know me. Okay. I, I can't help. I can't help it, nerd. Right. I'll try to tone the nerdery down a little bit, though. All right. You're talking to Eastern North Carolina, not Toronto, Canada. Just keep that in mind. All right. Why? Why are you putting? Why are you putting down the good people of Eastern North I'm not, Carolina? I'm not. They can understand. They can understand hockey just like everybody else can. I think they can. I'm just saying, we don't need to get. I, I'm just take the, take it as you will. All right, Brian LeBlanc. P man, I'm here to serve the people. Right. Very excited about his Cleveland Browns uh, about to make, right, a, I am. make a trip out to Kansas City to get their uh, their brains beat in, but that's fine. I'm uh, I'm leaving Thursday. Are you really? You're going? Really? If you want to believe I'm going? Oh, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. This is going about as well as I thought it would. Brian LeBlanc with us here. <laughs> all right. NHL season is starting. They have sold the rights to the divisions, and they have redone the divisions. Uh, the Canes right. are in div- a division with teams from Texas at the Central Time Zone. Right. How is this COVID friendly? I honestly don't have any idea. I mean, the, the the impetus behind it was that the borders closed, and so teams can't go across the borders. So they put all the Canadian teams in one division, and then they split up the American teams in the three other ones. So, right. Right. Uh, to your point, it's the Discover NHL Central Division, which absolutely no one will call that. Um, pour one out for the NHL.com writers that actually have to include that on their copy. Um, but uh, it was originally going to be 
either the Minnesota Wild or St. Louis Blues, and they both wanted to have uh, they wanted to have later games for some reason. Like they didn't want to have a bunch of six o'clock and six thirty starts right. local time. Okay, uh, so they wanted to go west, and uh, Dallas uh, wanted to come east and didn't mind the early starts and. Uh, we're more than happy to, to make the jump. So yeah, it's uh, it's the Hurricanes and Columbus Blue Jackets uh, from what usually is the Metropolitan Division. Uh, the two Florida teams, the National Predators, the Stars, and then Detroit and Chicago uh, will make up the Central Division. And teams will only play within their divisions this year. So those are the only seven teams that the Hurricanes will see this season. Canescountry.com blogger. Brian LeBlanc talking some hockey with us here. So Tom Dundon gets a chance to kind of uh, show Mark Cuban in a way what he can do because of that uh, Dallas connection there, right? Or is there any rhyme? Yeah, they could actually have fa- they could have fans there. They're one of the uh, one of the few teams in the league that's been approved to have fans. They're going to have I think like three three thousand thirty five hundred fans a game or something like that. So right. you can actually go see his team in person, like here. Uh, so no fans allowed in the uh, in the Hurricanes building. No fans allowed for the time being. Uh, I would expect it to stay that way most of the season. Um, I mean, if the COVID numbers come down, maybe by the time we get to April and May. But, I mean, that's contingent on a lot of things going well, and right now very little is. So um, I wouldn't hold my breath on it. But they'll, they'll do it if they can, but I, I'm not optimistic. A ray of uh, light in an otherwise dark time. Uh, Brian LeBlanc with us, as you heard there. Uh, and the Canes will open their season against the Detroit Red Wings on uh, Thursday. So Yeah. And then they'll turn around and they're play They're kind of doing Saturday. like a baseball schedule, too, yeah. They're kind of doing a baseball schedule where they'll uh, usually have two games against the same team in the same city at a time. So the Hurricanes will play uh, Detroit today or um, Thursday and Saturday. Uh, then they've got one more stop night. That escapes my mind where they're going after this, but then they come home. Nashville. Uh, next Scenic Nashville, yes. That's right. Uh, and then they come home uh, for two against the Florida Panthers. That'll be their home opener uh, next Thursday and next Sunday, a Saturday afternoon. Uh, one o'clock game, uh, which usually means a nice uh, press buffet of brunch, but not this year. Mm, no, not happening this year. All right, Ben nope. Byram is our producer of the show. He's kind of a hockey guy. Before I get into um, the NHL as a whole, I think he has some Carolina Hurricane specific questions. Are you ready? I'm, I'm here for them. Okay. Hello, Ben. What's up, Brian? How are you doing? I've never been better. <laughs> the fact that I get to talk to someone other than Patrick that understands what I'm talking about and doesn't have to have the you know explain to him what the color the blue line is. I know. We're doing well here. Okay. Good, good, good. I'm a little bit interested in the uh, current health status of former All-Star defenseman Dougie Hamilton. I know he was out for most of the year last year for leg injury. One of our best defensemen. It's probably argued arguable between him and Slavin. Um, I just I know he tried to kind of make a return in the playoffs a few times. Uh, kind of what is has he fully recovered? What's kind of his status right now for the upcoming season? Yep, uh, he's he's good to go. Brett Pesci, uh, who was injured uh, late in the regular season, is also good to go after having shoulder surgery. So uh, everyone's all set. I mean, the big issue for Hamilton is that his contract's up after this year, and he's going to have to get a he's going to have to get a new contract, and that's going to be a very interesting negotiation to keep there keep your eye on because. Uh, if uh, if for some reason he doesn't get that new contract, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on what could happen, but it, none of it will be good. I'll just leave it at that. 
Okay, the, going on a completely other different topic, the NHL draft is usually hit or miss for me because you don't get a lot of coverage. Not for, for LeBlanc. Sure. Yeah. Follow LeBlanc. LeBlanc's all over. Yeah, that. yeah. You don't That's get a baby. Usually, don't get a lot of coverage for it here in the states. So I have right. no idea who this Seth Jarvis guy is. Can you kind of give me all a right. rundown of what he's good at and kind of how his development's been going along here in camp so far? Uh, well, he hasn't been practicing with the main team. Um, now he is of the age where he can't go back to the he can't go to the AHL, but that only actually counts if his junior team is playing and right now they're not so he is actually eligible to stay put um i would imagine he will be assigned to the american hockey league when they start their season uh sometime in february but uh he's an undersized center and by undersized i mean you know 511 but that doesn't seem to really be the the you know hitch and the giddy up that it used to be uh where teams just wouldn't even draft guys like that uh, the Braden points of the world have kind of rendered that obsolete. Uh, real, real creative guy, fast. Uh, saw him at camp. Uh, looks like he's got a, he's got a little more developing to do. Uh, you know, maybe being a little bit quicker with uh, with the puck on his stick, but he's real quick to get a shot off, and that's going to that's going to bode well. Uh, everything I've seen so far indicates the Hurricanes are real happy with him. Uh, you know, a year, maybe two more of development, he'll be good to go. Uh, but the likelihood of him hanging around actually playing this year is pretty low, and I would expect him to go back to juniors. If there is a junior season, he'll go back yeah. there. If not, he will spend the season in the AHL. Do not adjust your uh, radio set or ask your Amazon Alexa to, to stream You know the show. This is We're talking a little hockey here. Brian LeBlanc, in case you've just joined us, Brian from <laughs> CanesCountry.com. Where have you been? Yes, where have you been? Uh, CanesCountry.com. So the Canes uh, start their season on Thursday. We were originally not going to have a show on Wednesday. The NHL starts Wednesday, and we love LeBlanc, so we wanted to have him on just to give us a layman's rundown of the NHL season. But the Pirate game against Cincinnati Wednesday, which was going to preempt us, has now been postponed. So we're going to be back tomorrow. So that's why we're talking hockey 48 stinking hours before the team in our state even begins uh, with dropping the puck. All right, I'm going to ask you. Tomorrow is opening day, just not the hurricane. I know, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, all right. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from bringing me back tomorrow. Well, let's let's, there's a lot stopping me from bringing you back tomorrow. All right. The, no. the, the Discovery Central Division. How no, di- Discover. Oh, the Discover. The Excuse card. me. Oh, oh, really? Okay. The Discover. Yeah. Uh, the Discover Credit Card Central Division. Rendered in rendered in all caps, please. Uh, I'm sure it is. Give me. Uh, what are the <laughs> What are the sponsors of the other divisions? This is if they're as uh, good as the, Discover. We, this is going to be great. We have the Mass Mutual East Division. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. We have the Honda West Division, okay, and we have the Scotia North Division. Oh, all right, that's not bad. All right, let me ask you this: How do the Canes? There'll be a stack- quiz later. I'm sure. How will the Canes stack up in this Central? In other words, if you're a Hurricanes fan, even someone like myself who only gets interested really in the playoffs or if there's a playoff push, how optimistic should a Canes fan be this season uh, with uh, the Discover Central Division slate? I would go. I would go very optimistic. Um, it was. It's good that they're yeah, not. Aren't the, the, aren't the aren't the Stanley um, Cup champs in the division? Uh, not only are the Stanley Cup champs, but the runner up, uh, the runners up from last yeah, year, are also in the division. They are. Um, but behind them, uh, you've got Columbus, who made the playoffs last year and is probably capable of making a run this year. Uh, you've got Nashville, who's kind of been a perennial, um, you know, bottom bottom half of the bracket type team. Um, 
and then you've got two of the worst teams in the league in Detroit and Chicago. This is actually a really good setup for the Hurricanes, despite what's at the top. And frankly, the Hurricanes could be right there at the top because the uh, Stars are going to be without their number one goalie for at least the first month and a half of the season. And the Lightning are without Nikita Kucherov, who was the MVP of the league two years ago, uh, for the entire season after he had hip surgery. Right. Uh, so the you know the the path is there if the Hurricanes can, can get off to a good start, uh, get some points on the board, and get moving. Uh, they're actually in a really good spot, and they will certainly not mind not being in a division uh, that includes Philadelphia, Washington, the Rangers, who they can never beat outside of the playoffs. Uh, and now Boston is also in that East Division. So right. being one of the top four teams, and there are no wild cards this year, so it's the top four. Uh, top four the top four. Um, yep, top four make it. If you're not in the top four, no no dice. Uh, who do you like in the other divisions, and who, who are going to be the teams to watch out for this year overall? Uh, that was a great East, question, like by Bo- the way. That Was that not a great question? That was Man, great- I, you know, if... If if there was a how to do radio, that question would be on it. Um, it. It would be it would only be better if you had phrased it as talk about the other teams that are, will be good in the other divisions. Brian, talk about the um, other teams that'll be good in the other divisions. There you go. It is it's the perfect radio question right there. Um, East division, I like Boston. Uh, I think they you know they're getting older, but I think they've got one more kick if they can. Uh, Philly should be right there, but Philly's always kind of hard to pinpoint when you think they're going to be good they stink and when you think they're going to stink they're good so i like them but with a little bit of trepidation uh washington might have one last kick at it here uh but they're really getting old and they actually have a new coach you might recognize patrick guy named peter laviolette yes stanley cup here about 15 years ago all that yes um so those are those are the guy those are the teams i would take in the east and pittsburgh's probably going to be there too but they're kind of getting they're getting on the wrong side of things too. I mean, they're they're due for a correction at some point. I'm not sure if it's going to come this year, uh, but that top four in the East is going to be a real bear. Uh, in the North, it's really Toronto and everyone else. Um, there's a whole bunch of like, you know, mushy middle type teams in Canada, with the exception of the Leafs, who should win that division going away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Edmonton should be there. Vancouver, Calgary, probably the four teams that'll make it. Maybe an outside shout for Montreal. Uh, who probably has a better shot making it in this format than they would in a normal format. Right. And out west, you've got three real gangbuster teams in St. Louis, uh, Vegas, and Colorado. Colorado wow. might be the best team in the league this year. I know nothing uh, about so, hockey. Well, I know a little bit, but I mean, they, yeah, I mean, when you look at the, those, are the three bet three of the best teams in the league. Wow. Yeah, all in the same division. Yeah. Um, so that'll be uh, that's going to be a you know <laughs> bring a bring a knife to a gunfight any night in that division, and you're in trouble. Um, so there's one more spot there that probably is going to go to either Minnesota or San Jose, mm-hmm. um, maybe an outside shot for Arizona, but I don't really see that. I think Minnesota will probably grab the fourth spot out there. Gotcha. Okay. Great stuff. Brian LeBlanc, CanesCountry.com. From time to time, we'll check in with him uh, throughout the year. Carolina Hurricanes uh, have their season opener Thursday, and that will be uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. The season begins tomorrow with a triple header. And, uh, again, we weren't going to be here tomorrow originally, so we wanted to preview the hockey season with our pal LeBlanc. Brian, thank you very much, and uh, good luck to your Browns. man always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, Go Browns. Uh, And by go Browns, I mean don't get completely destroyed. (laughs) Thank you, LeBlanc. No problem.
Brian LeBlanc, there he goes, canescountry.com. Thanks to him. We're, we're talking hockey because we thought we were not going to have a show tomorrow, but uh, we indeed are. The Pirate basketball game against Cincinnati has been postponed until an uh, unannounced later date. So we'll be back tomorrow and we'll talk some hoops. Uh, tomorrow, plus uh, start to turn our attention to the uh, NFL uh, football weekend. So there you go. Uh, big thanks today to the aforementioned Brian LeBlanc. You heard him just a moment ago. Thanks to uh, Brandon from Hamilton, our big winner today on the Bojangles giveaway. Been Byron across the way. Great job as always. P-Man, uh, hoping you have a great night and uh, a fun night. Uh, have a little fun on this Tuesday. Why not? We'll see you tomorrow. Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game.